from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wow Report here on Radio Andy. I am Tom Campbell, Chief Creative Officer at World of Wonder, filling in for Benson Bailey, our fearless leader who is making a documentary. Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, joining us this week and every week is Club Kid Turn bestselling author, James St. James. Woo! It's me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and filling us uh, our, our little triumphant out is Triumphant? 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 Is Blake Jacobs, our producer who needs a permanent chair, but we can't seem to get James to leave the show. Hi. So, um, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the next one to go. I know it. I know it. I know my contract. Uh, we get together every week. This, by the way, has been a horrendous week. There's so much huge darkness happening in the world right now that we are going to distract you with some really silly uh, thoughts for the next hour here on the Wow Report as we count down the top 10 things this week that made us go wow. Let's jump right in with number 10, James. Number 10. I watched The Beckhams on uh, Netflix, which I went into it with a, um, I was very excited for it. I I, I really was looking forward to it. Unfortunately, if you (gasps) think this is going to be the Kardashians, you are sorely to be disappointed. Um, I know. I was like, he plays sports. Well, that that that's just for yet. Yes, there are some fun little Victoria moments where she's bitchy and funny, but for the most part, what you have is rewatching Beckham's every football moment, every kick, every goal that he has ever scored from 1990 onwards. It is a hype video of his career. Is basically what it is, and okay. you have to sit through so much football and you watch i mean literally it was like how many was it like 40 hours 50 hours I only watched, hours of watching football from the 90s i only watched the first episode and i was like this is a little too much i might just fast forward to the victoria parts no but but you can't because literally it's like it's like an hour of like f- football goals from the 90s and then victoria will have like two seconds and she'll say something bitchy and then then it'll go back to 1994 and then it's you know and then we do 1995 and it just goes on and on yes tom i have the most important question that that i'm going to tune out which is do you see him in his underwear at any point no what no what literally all it is is just recapping his career is basically someone wanted to remind people that beckham was was once the biggest star on the planet and so we go football star football football star yes it's just it's it's just an absolute rim job to david beckham's career do you remember am i making this up back 15 years ago more when when reality was new and hot and like Britney had a show and all that kind of stuff wasn't there a Beckham show on NBC or or a series that they did that turned into a special about I the Beckhams seem to, I did, you jogged my memory just now I do think so there was like a short lived show it was supposed to be a series they made it like into a pilot like a one off cuz no one did it it was back when people were going to make reality movies everything was reality and um and it was very tame, I think. But I remember at the time there was a New York Times article that inter- that, that talked about them. The first time that people call themselves, we are a brand. Our f- marriage yeah. is a brand. Our, each of our children is a brand. It was so scandalous at the time. Incredibly accurate. 
but th- this is their second go around and they still haven't really given us what and, we want. Yeah, and they don't give you they, there's a, a thing that's going around on social media where Victoria's talking about how she, how she grew up middle class and then he he sort of peeks in and says <laughs> be real, be real. And that is the only 20 second clip that you can pull from it. And there is nothing else funny or interesting or uh or it it really is it's just a, a recap of his career. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I, I, I beg you not to watch it. So we're ugly, uncultured Americans, and we're gays who don't like sports. So it's a tough one for us. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. fl- I mean, it, I, if it would have just been the Victoria Beckham show, I would have loved that. You know, oh, more Lord. Victoria, more posh. All right. More more stuff for World of Wonder to follow up on. Thank you, James. Thank you. We get a call. <laughs> get a, a posh. Get her show. Um. All right. Let's move on now to number nine. Oh, you guys. Number nine. I uh, went to the movies again, which still feels like a major event. Like, I went to a movie theater, people. I bought popcorn. I had a nice seat. And I saw Dick's, the musical. Oh, yeah. You heard about it? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't know it was a movie. It is a movie. It started off, um, Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson, who star in it, who are co-wrote it and directed it or whatever, are these two funny gay guys who were at, part of the, was it, UCB, the comedy troupe? Uh-huh. And, and they did this thing. I think it was called... Fucking identical twins. Spoiler alert. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. Yes. And the, and it was like a half hour sketch and it was legendary. And now this is an A24 film. It um it is incredibly low budget uh, in a way that they use to their things. Larry Charles, who I think uh, did the Barat movies and stuff like that. He's the director. And it makes me laugh out loud several times. So that's all I have to remember. But it leaves you on such a radical sickening feeling because they kind of it's sort of how people must have felt when they saw divine eat the dog poo it's just like it's not it's not as visceral as that but they they go over the line and then they just stay there and it used to be called fucking identical twins, but I don't want to spoil the movie. Well, for no, you. But, but the plot is like the old Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger yes, thing where they're, or, where they're or, identical uh, twins and nobody can tell them apart, even though they look nothing alike. Exactly. The show they did, I read, they played both parts, but Nathan Lane plays the father and Megan Mullally plays the mother. And Megan Mullally decides to do the switch and she's in a wheelchair. And at some point her, she, her pussy fell off. <laughs> 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 and so it's animated it's sort of claymation it's it goes into the camera that's not the part that leaves me unsettled but okay um bowen yang uh, narrates as god as a god character in just booty shorts and like a silver kind of like latoya jackson captain hat um and kind of the breakout star is megan the stallion who uh really? is is because it doesn't matter but the the two twins uh, didn't know each other their whole lives, and they end up being living the same life. And they're bros. They're like they're they're, they're heterosexuals. They come out. It's just wackadoodle, 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 wackadoodle. <laughs> um, and I think you have to see it. I also felt it's it's feeling really good. You know, Bottoms is a movie I still think is amazing. And this, it's good to be in a full theater with air conditioning because it certainly is with it a bunch of queer people, people having subversive giggly laughs and that's what happens so i I, i'm gonna give a two dicks up dicks (laughs) well i i will definitely you've made you've turned me into i will go see it because i was it's had musical in the title and you know how i feel about those well and you're gonna have to talk to me about it it is bizarre as i'm thinking about it my mind's exploding you must go see 
Sticks, the musical. Okay, that's where, that's what we have. Playing in, in, in limited theaters now. I think we're moving on, and I think we're at number eight. Number eight. So it's Friday the 13th, so I thought we could talk about some scary movies. Now, Tom, I know you aren't a big fan, but these are both in theater or All right. All right. I'm open. I saw, I saw the new Exorcist. Oh, well, you know, my sister keeps wanting me to go to that, and it's gotten the worst reviews of any movie in the last 10 years. People yeah. hate this movie. Talk me into it. I know somebody who likes it. Who? You. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. Like, I I had heard all those reviews, too, and I went into it thinking, eh, because I didn't really even care that much for the first one. Sorry. Oh, that's heresy. That is absolute heresy. I won't have you say that. Well, but I'm also, like, I watched it after hearing, like, all these people were fainting and everything, expecting it to be the scariest thing in the world, and, you know, anyway. You have to put some context into it. Yeah, I I completely Um, but this one was not that bad. I mean, Ellen Burstyn was amazing in it. In fact, I came up with a new drag name, Ellen Burstyn at the seams. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, there is a cameo by someone special. I'm sure you've all heard by now. Beyonce. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, Linda Blair, Linda Blair. It's gotta be Linda Blair. Another movie out. James, have you heard of this one? It's talk called Totally Killer. It's on Prime. No. Kiernan, Kiernan Shipka. I love me some Kiernan Shipka. Yeah, sure. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She stars in this. And it also, it has a slew of people you would recognize. You know, like, isn't that just the difference between you and I, Blake, is that you say Kiernan Shipka, I say Mad Men, and you say Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's why this crazy thing works between you two. It works. It works. <laughs> you know, we have a drag duo. We used to be called the Linda Sisters, Yorba and Loma. Oh, yeah. But now we're Gen Z and Gen X. <laughs> No. Just a little side note. Anyway, totally killer, really good. It's kind of like Back to the Future meets Scream because they like she goes back in time and it has that whole deal. Like, am I gonna? Oh fuck yes, where she's being chased by a serial killer, and so to escape the serial killer, she goes back in time to when and tries to kill the serial killer before he becomes the serial killer. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. Okay, I've never heard of this, and people That's a are good raving plot. about this one. That's a good plot. And what, James? People are raving about this one. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's on Prom. I think you would enjoy it. I think. Um, I'll is it super thing. gory or not so gory? No, it's not too bad. Yeah, I like tension. I don't like a lot of gore. This is one of those pretty kind of funny, like it's borderline, um, not even a horror movie, you know. Yep. I don't, All right. You you could get through this. Check. A few others that are streaming that came out this year that I would totally recommend. Um, Talk to me. Have you guys seen or heard about this one? It's an A24 film from Australia. It's like the kids get this hand thing and they say they like hold its hand. And they say, talk to me. And then they go like into this state where they meet people from the dead. It's really good. It was kind of a sleeper horror, no, horror I'll film. I'll tell you something. A24 has really taken over Hollywood, haven't they? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. really strange how they have managed to just, I guess since the pandemic, they have just really. Have I mean, you ever gone to their website? They have merch. Yeah. They have merch for their movies, like really cool merch. They do. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, bodies, bodies, bodies is also streaming with bodies, the bodies, from, bodies was one of my favorite of the year too. That's twenty four. Rachel Sennett from from Bottoms is in that. Uh, Barbarian, Terrifier two. Remember that one? That's that's super gory from last year. That's streaming. It's oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That was yeah. Uh huh. That was the one with the yeah. Uh huh. You love that. Of course, Megan. Sure. Um, which I still haven't seen. You have to see Megan. I think that's on Peacock. And then finally, there's this scary movie. It's on Shutter, but you can probably rent or buy it. It's from 2019. It's called Haunt, and it's really good to be like a streaming something that you may not have heard of before. So I would suggest watching that one. Okay. Blake, you have set us all up for a, a Halloween season of of spooks and 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 goops and things of and that tr- tricks and treats <laughs> tricks and treats i love okay. that yeah all right well we're gonna take a little break uh before we do Blake, do we have anything to plug rupaul's drag race uk is streaming right now on wow presents plus you can sign up at wowpresentsplus.com it's an excellent season it excellent. is really good excellent a plus and right. uh i do have a trivia question too yeah, we're ready yeah. for it do you guys know what the numbers in a zip code mean? Okay. The answer is no, but I'm going to be Googling during the break. Um, when we come back, we will continue counting down the top 10 things that made us go wow. This is the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report on Radio Andy. It's Tom Campbell, Jane St. James, Blake Jacobs, filling in this week for Fenton Bailey, our fearless leader who is at work in the field, making making content. Before the break, Blake asked us this trivia question. What do the five numbers stand for in a zip code? Probably state, county, uh, neighborhood and street or something. I don't know what. Longitude and latitude. Good guess. Good guess. There's this funny little like 60s cartoony, like it's adults singing this song that I saw recently and it explains it. The first number, if you've ever noticed, you're from the East Coast. What does your start with over there, Tom? Our, our zip code. Yeah. A zero. And over here, it's nine. Correct. So it's kind of like the section of the country. Oh. The next two narrow it down to like a, an even smaller. Wait, wait, wait. Do you only have zeros and nines? There's no other. Well, it's then one, two, three, four across the country. Right. In, in these pillars of zones up north and south. Right. So it's like the East Coast like Ar- is, is zero. Arkansas is seven. You know. Oh, and then the yeah. next part, the next two are, it narrows it down even further. And then the final two are your actual, the code for your local post I live in West Hollywood, 90069, bitches, 69. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, James either is distracted or fascinated or is having exactly. a little mini stroke. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. James, uh, are, you ready to, are you ready to move on? I am. I am. All right. Let's take this countdown and let's bring it in at number seven. Number seven. 
Bob's Burgers, okay, which is in season 14, uh, <laughs> which is ever. usually around the time when quality starts to, you know, tank a little bit. They had one of their best episodes ever. It was episode two. It was called The Amazing Rudy. And it was told from the point of view from of uh, uh, regular size Rudy, who is one of the um, sort of like a tertiary character. He's been on the show, you know, a couple of times a season. He's a friend of Louise's. And this was a whole episode dedicated to him. And when I tell you that this was Emmy worthy in a way that I haven't seen a, an animated show be in years. It was, it brought tears to my eyes. It was one of the, the saddest, most poignant, most delicately told stories. It's, um, he wakes up in the morning and he, uh, he's living with his father who is divorced and the father is, is, uh, has, um, anxiety and depression and uh, bipolar. And he sort of, he's very nervous and high strung and he's the way he's talking to, to Rudy, it sort of makes Rudy all high strung and everything. And they're going to dinner with his ex-wife and the ex-wife's new, new, new boyfriend. And so, Rudy, at some point during the meal, makes it screws up and he goes and he runs all over to the Belchers. And you see him looking through the window at the Belchers and how they have this easy relationship and they're mm -hmm. all just laughing and loving each mm -hmm. other. And it's everything that his his life isn't. And he just sort of looks in the window watching them. And then he goes and, and makes up a lie so that he can spend time with them and, and go to di have dinner with them. And it's. I, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it because when I tell you that it is like I was sobbing at the end of it, it was just oh. so beautifully done. And um, it's just kudos to, to Bob's Burgers for still, you know, taking chances and doing things. That, they've never had an episode that wasn't the Belchers. You know, I mean, this is it was really it was just a different thing. And I, I do think come Emmy time, you will see that this might get that this will be nominated. It's just spectacular. Yeah, episode two, season 14, The Amazing Rudy. Do you think it might have been like a backdoor pilot for another, like a spinoff? I, I I don't know, because I don't think that, I don't know that there's a lot of areas that you can go with it because it's such a downer that I don't think you could do every single episode like right. that. But, but to to go from, you know, how it's always just goofy and funny and, and you know, laugh out loud to have something that was just very poignant, it, it really sort of pow, struck yeah. you. Can I tell you the memory that it just flashed in my mind that it sort of doesn't relate? But I think I ran away from home once, you know, for like an hour. And I left at dinner time and I went to the backyard. And then I realized I had no place to go. Like, and I'm young. And so I ended up sitting like below the Pinards who live sort of behind us as they're having dinner. So I'm listening yeah. to them have dinner because I'd never, I'd always, we all ate dinner at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole, like, and so you never heard, saw another family or heard other family and the clinking and the whatever. And it made me sad. I had my blankie and I went back home. But that's but the idea. It's always that like, that you watching other family dynamics yes. can, can just unobserved, really, unobserved. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, thank you for sparking that memory. And uh, James watching Bob's burger. Looking for the best episodes, so you don't have to. So he save you time and just. And just no, no, you... every Bob's Burger episode is fantastic. <laughs> it's just the funniest show. It really is so good. I do enjoy it when I watch it. All right, let's move on to number six. Number six, James. I, I don't know, Blake. I think I told you this, but 
Friday night. I had a, no Saturday. I was really busy. It's, it's the day I, I went. I was with my friend. We were out. We were we were at the mall. We saw that movie of uh, uh, the Dicks. And I got home, and I don't know. I think green iced tea keeps you awake longer than you think. I went on a TCM binge like I never have before. I saw Harvey with James Stewart. Oh, such a then good I one. saw then I saw um, Arsenic and Old Lace. I mean, from the beginning. Oh, with, God, with Arsenic and Old Lace. Talk about a movie with a punch. That's when it, it starts <laughs> off so slapstick funny and gets so dark and so scary. It's so, just terrifying. Yes. So I'm still awake. So now it's Noir Alley, which I live for every week. Oh, I love Noir Alley. Yeah. And it was Deception with Betty Davis, a 1948 movie. Oh, that's a good one, yes. Two different men. And so you think, by, by that point, usually I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. I've wasted myself. My my back hurts. I'm lying down. It's and ten out, o'clock, and out comes. Well, yes, your point, <laughs> your point. And so you're absolutely right. And so, um, fast times at Ridgemont High comes what? on. Couldn't be a bigger change in tone. I have never seen from the beginning to the end. Fast times at Ridgemont High, and yet it is my youth. I, I think it was produced in '82. I moved to L.A. in 84. It's about mall life. I thought it was going to be like a stupid Porky's movie. Amy Heckerling directed it. Everyone, You all probably all know this, but like Amy Heckerling wanted to do Clueless, whatever. So there was this window of time when female directors were giving these kind of Porky type movies and they would bring kind of insight and character and loveliness to it. And Phoebe Cates is in it. And there's a scene where um, Judd Reinhold is... um, um, masturbating trying to think of her and she's just naked and and it's like that's Wait, all you're acting it's like that's one of the most famous scenes in movie history you're acting like you just no. discovered it right now i did sort of <laughs> i knew she was beautiful but i was watching did it, they shower it was, boobs it was yes wait you know the scene where she's coming out of the pool i know the but this is on turner classic movies yes, yes. You show, you show, and you i had never seen the movie james when you were doing your notes for your next story i was saying i've never seen this movie and yet I fit right into it because I know there and Judge Reinhold is 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 a comment on the awful awful the minimum wage jobs he has to wear all these stupid costumes and gets fired all the time. Okay? But the thing that blew me, Sean Penn's in it is you know in that character. But the thing that blew me away yes is Jennifer Jason Lee's character, who's a sweetheart and very new, and she's having lots of romance. And Phoebe Cates is a little more advanced in helping her. She is torn between this one. Uh, sweet guy, and this one guy who set them up who's a little bit more of an adventurer. But no one's a caricature. No one's good and bad, and like they're all just figuring it out. And she ends up sleeping with not the good guy, but the guy that was at first trying to set them up, but then kind of was into her, and they had sex, and she becomes pregnant. And instead of her falling down a flight of stairs, or you know the 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 the, the abortion being like a huge point. It's like she goes to the guy that pregnant her and says, listen, I'm pregnant. He's like, oh, he goes, well, well, you know, you need to take care of that. She goes, I know. I need you to drive me there and I need you to pay seven hundred, you know, the half of it. We need to split this. And so he goes out and tries to get the money. He tries in earnest. He can't and chickens out and she ends up going to get the abortion by herself. And when she leaves, Judge Reinhold, her older brother, who kind of sensed something was going on, is there to pick her up. And it's just this, it's all about character and sweetness and and it just spoke it spoke truth to me. And then I, I said to some friends over the weekend, I'm like, why don't they? Have, where, where are these? Where are the porky kind of movies now? They're like, um, Euphoria. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's true. I guess things are dark, and kids don't have to masturbate thinking about 
girls come out of the pool. They just look at the internet. I don't know. It was it was like I was watching a World War II movie or something. I was so well, nostalgic. Hold on one second, but because the thing is, it's Amy Heckerling, which Blake is is clueless. Yeah, so I know. It, it's I know. that same level of of sophisticated um, storytelling. She did that, that for the eighties. Clueless for the nineties. Loser for the twenty two thousands. Yeah, she's amazing. It is funny though that of Harvey, uh, uh, Arsenic, and Old Lace, and Fast Times, Fast Times is the one that you're most wanting yes. to talk about. I because love them all, but Fast Times. I was maybe because I was just you know dead in the brain by them, but I I was so moved by it. I, I just thought it was going to be crass and and like Porky's, and I just remember going to those movies that were at the drive-in. Oh, Porky, we were I mean Porky. Don't even get me started on Porky. <laughs> I, I want to just tell you that I um on on Turner Classic Movies. I watched a movie that I had never seen before recently, which is rare because I think I've seen every movie on Turner Classic. It's called The War Against Mrs. Hadley, and it stars uh, Faye Bainter and um, Spring Byington, who I don't know if you remember those two I women. Um, do remember Spring Byington from December Bride, the TV show, and she played a mother in every other movie she was in. She play, she, she She's very much like Billy Burke. She's one of those dithery, sort of fithery, you know, yes. fluttery, you know, socialite characters. And this is a woman who is a socialite, a, a, a snot, snooty, sort of bratty, uh, entitled woman who, when World War II begins, it just, it's, it's, it's you know, it's bothering her, you know, and how dare they try and take away her son and how dare, he, he's got things to do, he needs to drive around, and they're taking away her chauffeur, and they're taking away her maid. The war is a big inconvenience to her, and then she ends up learning her lesson, but it's spectacular, and it's one of my favorite movies that I've seen in the last year on Turner Classic Movies. So look for that one as well. It's called The War Against Mrs. Hadley. On what would we do, movies. James, without Turner Classic Movies? Thank right? you for saving it, Spielberg and all those guys. All right, we are moving on with the countdown. I believe we're at number five. Number five. Yes, I want to talk about Halloween costume ideas for 2023. Okay. Oh my God, this is like a morning show for Blake. He's like doing our demos for us. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, first up, you know, there's always going to be Taylor's and Beyonce's. Duh. Sure, sure. But, but this also, year, you also have the the boyfriend, the the um the football guy, Travis Kelce. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, what about Brittany with knives? Brittany with is very good. Yes. Uh. What about? Remember, everyone was saying Megan. There's going to be yeah. tons of Megans. Yeah, doing her dance. Wait, wasn't that last year though? Mm-mm. I mean, it might have it might have been last year, but it hasn't been since Halloween. Okay. Okay. Oppenheimer and Einstein. But I, oh, you're going to say Barbie next. Barbie, Ken, Alan, Midge, all of them. Yes. Uh huh. But you should go Barbieheimer. You should try to figure out a way to do like Barbie as yes. a nuclear explosion. Yes. Didn't I send y'all that clip of she had that like Violet Chachki esque outfit on and she went to see Barbie and then like undid it and it was all black and then she went to see Oppenheimer? I'll find <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I did okay, see that. Okay. What about Jennifer Coolidge? Oh, like wait. Yes, sure. I like that. I like that. God. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Okay. Cocaine Bear is not talked about enough. We should talk about Cocaine Bear every episode, but okay. That's good. Thank you for the mention. How about if you're you're, you're a skinny mini and you could go as Troy Savon, you could wear like white briefs, black uh, uh-huh. chaps, and have like a necklace with a big rush bottle on it. Oh, that's good. What about a Nepo Babies? Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay. I like that. Rihanna like that. at the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. That feels like years ago. But I know. Wasn't. I know. All this feels like a long time ago, baby. Well, 
I mean, they're just all ideas for you. I mean, you can't, you don't have to be, you know, fucking something that happened yesterday. Okay. Well, don't get angry. <laughs> or, or do you? <laughs> hmm. That's the question left behind. All right. Well, time to take a little break before we do Blake. What you got? Um, I just want to remind everyone that House of Avalon has a new TV show called Avalon TV on Wow Presents Plus. You guys were at the party. I didn't go. James went. Orville Peck was at, was there. He looked absolutely. Jeremy Scott was there. Um, uh, a lot. It was really fabulous, fabulous. It was at the Soho House down, downtown. Um, I was. I looked absolutely stunning. You I did, was, by the way. I looked gorgeous, and I went with Nigel Zeff, who showed up in shorts and a white T-shirt from Uniqlo that he had just gotten that afternoon. And I was like, how dare you, sir? You were escorting me. And uh, so I was I was furious with him for that. Well, Not that Aval- in the yang of our friendship. But it's a House of Avalon, which is... Simone, Gigi Good, Hunter, and... Uh, Marco Monroe. Yeah, and and and, and they're, they're 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 they live together, they create together, and they've made a show that's funny, smart, stupid, and, and it they, just they, goes they showed it. And they they showed the first episode, and the audience went bananas for it. It is so funny and so cute, and they are all so just goddamn fabulous. I mean, every right yeah. down to their toenails. I mean, everything about them is just <laughs> just chic as shit and just fabulous. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that sounds fabulous. That's Avalon TV on Wild Presents Plus. Subscribe to watch. Um, and we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we will continue the countdown of the top 10 things that made us go wow here on the Wow Report, Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. We're back. It's the Wow Report. You've got Tom Campbell, James St. James, and Blake Jacobs here counting down the top 10 things that made us go, wow, number four. Number four. It was revealed this week that Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith have been uh, separated and have not been living together for seven years now, since 2016. Yeah. All I have to say is TMI. I don't care about this marriage i don't need to hear about it i don't need to hear all the sordid details but let me just say that for a show that has this red table talk that that she does that purports to tell has always said that they are telling the truth about their lives and the truth how has it been all these years that this has not come up once and a the, the the reason is because jada has a book dropping next week a, a tell-all and so she has been saving this for the book and it's just one of those icky, icky it invalidates games. everything she said for the past 10 years it, it, you mean to tell me that she you that chris that will smith slapped the shit out of chris rock ruined his career got banned from the oscars swept us all up in that drama for months and months and months and they aren't even stripping for seven years like you, you did all of that for the for a person that, that like you've broken up with like what is what was all of that if it was if it it just none of it makes any sense. Why and why are we talking about it? It just like why are you forcing us to to deal with your shit? Oh, oh you, God, you need to look that. in the mirror and have a conversation with yourself about that, James. I beg your pardon. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> 
this this is i was expecting you to, to agree with me and i so agree I with you i hate mind. to give it any air i 100 percent agree with you i think it invalidates everything she's ever done and it raises the question who has will smith been stooping since 2017 we know that she was stooping uh, her right. daughter's friend or whatever that young guy Yes. No. I and I, I I don't learn any. Oh names yeah, like that yeah. There was much, like that whole yeah. Too much information. <laughs> no. It, it, talk about again. We're a brand. Our family's a brand. My kids are a brand. We're all a brand. We're all a brand. And then the brand is like this fake thing, and it's weird, and it just seems odd that people want people to know that much about themselves. Or I, it's a weird, it's a weird time. It's, it's just icky. It's just icky, icky, icky. All right. We'll land that. Jada Pinkett Smith. Icky. Moving on to number three. Number three. All right. Must see TV question mark. I um, watched the first two episodes of Frasier, the new rebooted oh. Frasier. Uh. And I read a lot about it ahead of time. And they say that it gets better. Um. Why? Why do we need? I didn't want the first Frasier. No, no. The first Frasier was, was brilliant for its time. And it uh. was, it was good. But since then, he has sort of become a, a MAGA weirdo and we've right. revealed himself to be a, a weird Republican and unlikable. He has, he, it's, you can tell, I laughed out loud a couple of times. I giggled a couple of times, um, but it's, a, they have to reset the table, reintroduce characters. There's two young characters, his son and his nephew, Niles and Daphne had a son. They, he, and, and they, it's now set in Boston. It's, um, but you, there's no Niles and there's no no, but there's Niles' son. Yeah, I know, but it, it's not it's not as rich, and I guess it gets better. Someone pointed out that the reason that um, Friends or you know The Big Bang, all these things do so well on streaming, is because there's thousands of you know there's hundreds, there's, yeah. there's just, mm-hmm. and just one after another in thirty you know twenty five episodes a season, whatever, and uh, because of the economics and the cheapness or whatever of streaming, they can do ten Frasers. So it, just when it starts to get a little bit gel, you know, they get they get cooking, they stop. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. And it does beg the question: Do we? I, I don't think we need a new Sex no. I don't think we need a new Frasier. I don't. It's it's horrible. But um, and there's some things that I liked. But you know, it, for the most part, I'm wondering if this people will watch. I'm nostalgia. I watched. I watched too. So they got me. But uh, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go back for more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll, I just I I've. Without, you know, um, uh, I mean, is Daphne still on it? No. And who's the one who was the, the Roz? Roz. Is um, she on um, it? Um, Pil- Pil- uh, what was her name? Perry. Gilchrist Gil- or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. It's not. So it's not nostalgia like that. And they sort of deal with the dad's death. It just happened. It's just, I don't know. It's just, there's, mm. it's. What about the reason- dog? The dog has to be dead. It's been 20 years. Um, the only little bright light this week, and here I'm going to I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth, is Seinfeld in a stand-up routine that's gone viral hints that somebody asked him in the, in the audience, like, what did you think of it? Meaning the last episode, which, you know, everyone loves Seinfeld. I still watch Seinfeld. But that last episode where they were in court and they all went to jail for hor- horrendous behavior, people think it's one of the worst episodes. Yeah, and yeah. so there's discussion, there's hints that they might be, this is my interpretation, remaking the final episode or doing one more episode, which- No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the online chatter is. Oh, go, go, go. Is that it is, he's setting up a Super Bowl commercial in which they reunite. 
And that that's that it's not a whole episode. It's not a new season. It's a Super Bowl commercial in which they all get paid a billion dollars to do. You know what? I'm going to buy those that flavor Doritos, whatever it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker because I'll take anything. Um, all right. Moving on now to number two. Number two. Uh, I just wanted to give a little rest and perfection to someone from West Hollywood. She's a legendary drag queen, worthy Mama Mitchum. Um, yeah, worthy Paul Mitchum, who was who was Mama, known as Mama, and a mainstay in West Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, and a huge Disney queen. And I knew this, and I had to double check it. She ran Bob Mackie's costume shop in the Valley. And there's an article from like 2003 in the LA Weekly. And I always knew that Mama, because Mama was, before Drag Race, Mama was done up. Mama was like this big mama with big boobs and and uh, a little like the Harvey Corman Mama. But but put together, and just a thing of beauty to see. Well, and, and pre-Drag um, Race, she was kind of one of the queens of LA, you know? Absolutely. And 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 then I found out that she was associated with Bob Mackie made me very happy. And, um, you know, when we talk about, she was not a Drag Race queen. But when you talk about drag queens being on the front lines of social change, of fundraising, of just nightlife, of being in those safe places night after night, and, you, and there's all these incredible, incredible tributes of young people who are not young now, but who came in, who met Mama, and made, Mama made them feel welcome. It just brings tears to your eyes because those are our families and that's our connection. And Mama's been, I follow Mama on uh, Facebook and, and having some health problems and sharing them and getting help and whatever, but... Um, brother did announce, and I was happy to see the WeHo Times picked it up right away, uh, and they're useful. Uh, and then LA uh, LA Times, I think, did a little article in ABC. So it's it's nice to know that uh, that even our drag queens, who sometimes are ignored by main media, are are being recognized, um, even sadly in their passing. Is it possible? Because I remember coming out to LA in the early '90s before I moved out here. Was she around then? Has she been around for that long? Because I, I feel like I, I I met her and the Chanel twins and everybody in the early early nineties. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there we have it. Um. We don't go away. Little break. But when we come back, we're going to reveal not just the thing that made us go out, but the person that made us go out. A special guest will be joining us uh, when we continue here uh, on the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report here on Radio Andy. It's Tom and James and Blake. And the time has come in our countdown to reveal the number one thing, the number one person, the number one author that makes us go wow this week. Please welcome to the Wow Report. Number one. Tim Murphy. The author of Speech Team. Speech Team has been described as a cross between The Breakfast Club and The Big Chill. I just finished it. It is absolutely fantastic. I loved every second of it. Give us the elevator pitch. Tell us tell us the, what the what the book is about. Sure, sure. Well, Speech Team is about four friends who went to high school together in the 80s. They were all queer or nerds or brainiacs, and they were on Speech Team together. And they reunite 25 years later in their early 40s to track down the teacher who was the speech team coach who was their mentor, but also their kind of tormentor as well. Yes. And, um, 
th- this happens after one of them has uh, has committed suicide, and th- which is sort of the impetus to bring them all together. I've uh, heard this is Taylor Swift's favorite book. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She <laughs> shouts it out at every at every concert. Yeah, and I hear it's featured prominently in the in the movie. <laughs> Um, the, the, the narrator is a very messy queen who, um, is sort of like the, the template for the, uh, unreliable narrator. And he is from Providence, Rhode Island is where he lives, but he used to be a scene queen in New York. And, um, Hmm. he has a lot of issues Hmm. and he falls apart very spectacularly. What does that sound like? Oh, gee, I don't know. that's That's my question. How much is it really, is it based on you? Or you? Oh, I mean, he's very, <laughs> he's every day. No, no, he's very much based on me. I mean, that's why I named, my name is Tim Murphy and I named him Tip Murray. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he's very much based on me. I mean, I would say a big point of departure is that, you know, some people, he lives in Providence, Rhode Island, and some people have said it's a diss of Providence. It's not. I went to college in Providence. I love Providence. And, as someone who's been in New York for 32 years, I often think about moving elsewhere and Providence is at the top. Providence is a really sweet, cool city. And so I would say one a big point of departure is that I stayed in New York and he leaves. So in some ways, the book is a kind of what if I hadn't, mm-hmm. you know, how would that have uh, shaped me? You know, um, would I have been very uh, bitter, you know, by my early 40s if I felt as though, you know, my dream had collapsed and I had never really resuscitated it? What happens to him, you know, what this particular uh, teacher and speech coach says to him when he's in high school, when he's 15, was said to me by a teacher in high school. I had this, I had a teacher who I won't ID. It doesn't really matter. I mean, none of these. Well, we know how you change names now, so we can figure it out. Uh, (laughs) A a little creative Googling probably could answer the question. But um, he, after school one day, uh, this teacher uh, took me aside very privately and was like, what is your deal? And and let me be clear. This is a teacher who I admired, you know, who was a mentor um, and who I wouldn't have. He was not a jock teacher. You know, he wasn't one of the teachers that was teaching so he could coach football. You know, he was a real liberal arts kind of teacher. And he he said, what is your deal? And I I said, what do you mean? And he was like, I I forget the exact wording, but he said something like, why do you flounce and mince around this school like a flaming homosexual all day? Well, (laughs) and I said, because I was born that way, bitch. I I didn't. I wish I had. We didn't have our Lady Gaga then. We didn't have her. I get really leave a scar. They really do, you know? Especially the teachers you love and admire. They have so much influence on your soul. Oh, my God. This was such a shock to me because if I had expected this from any teacher, which I really didn't. I mean, I got a lot of, as you know, as reflected in the book, a lot of bullying and abuse from students from peers not really from teachers and even if i had i wouldn't have expected it from this one so it was like i was stunned and i was the very mouthy i was never at a loss for words you know as a teen um you can ask anyone who who's known me but i was stunned into silence like i felt so humiliated and so exposed and just so like for just someone to like throw that in my face like that at a time when I was so far from ready to come out myself, 
Um, I I couldn't even admit it to myself. You know, I was growing up in a very small, mostly Catholic town in Massachusetts in the mid 80s. I mean, everything started changing maybe just a decade after in the 90s, but it had not started in the mid 80s by any means. I mean, this was the height of AIDS phobia. And that that was the same year Rock Hudson died of AIDS. Um, It was not an enlightened time. And so to have him throw this in my face was just so shocking. And I remember just walking out in a daze, like just in a daze, like I just felt like someone had slapped me so hard. I was seeing like, you know, birds were spinning around me. Like that's my recollection of it. Well, obviously, you know, I mean, you're still, you still carry it with you and you had, you know, writing a book about it is the way to exercise that demon, but it's taken, you know, 30 years before of of it sort of bubbling uh, under the surface about, you know, in your, in your psyche. Um, yeah, it has. I mean, it's not something that I, uh, that, that I thought about, uh, like every day. It's something yeah, I would no, think sure. about inter- intermittently. And I think that really what it underscored at the time, um, if I had had any, um, maybe ambivalence about whether like being gay was wrong, he kind of cemented it. Oh, you know? yeah. He was oh, like, yeah. you are, you, you either are this or you act this way and you have to stop. Yeah. You know, what's your you deal? Know? I'm helping um, you. Like I'm helping you by telling is you. It, is it, is it, is it uh, corny to ask, but this is writing this book been cathartic. People have asked me that. Um, no, you know, I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, it, it brought up, I mean, you know, I've obviously I've, I finished writing the book a while ago. So I've kind of, you know, you move or you write a book and it's, you live it emotionally. And then often by the time it comes out, you're past it, you know? And when people say, talk about how, hopefully how it it affected them, I'm almost a little bit like, wait, what book? Like what, that, what part? I don't even remember. Like I finished it two years ago, but when I was writing it, it put me very much back in, as they talk about in the book, like their discomfort with feeling young and vulnerable again. You know, you grow up and you put an armor around yourself and you become out and proud or like in the case of Jennifer in the book, you go find your own tribe and you may, you develop a position of authority as an adult in the world. And so it's not comfortable to like spend so much time in that hurt, vulnerable space of like being a, a kid or a teenager. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in some ways, no, it, I mean... Um, it wasn't. <laughs> there are the other characters in the book. There, I mean, we all have those friends from high school. There was the one who was who went on to become hyper successful and sort of left everyone behind. And there's the hippie girl, and all of them were also affected by something the teacher had said to them. Um, right. It, is, 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 does that sort of follow what, what happened? Is that sort of where you? No, that's invented. No. I mean, yeah, the thing he says, the things he says to. Um, everyone else in the book are are invented. I mean, if he did pull other students aside and say weird and inappropriate things to him, I don't really know. I'm in touch with a lot of those people and none of them have, have, have said that to me. But no, that part was invented. I mean, even though I've never, I've never written a character out of thin air, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they're always, they're usually a, a melange of like, I'm thinking of like three people. Not just yeah. one, you know, like Anthony, the one who becomes this really snooty, haughty, successful, like menswear designer is, I mean, I was thinking of three 
people. It's kind of like when you have a dream and one person is like a conglomerate of three right. people. <laughs> they conflate, exactly. Well, uh, if I have not read your book. It sounds fascinating. I have trouble reading books and you wrote one, so congratulations. Um, <laughs> we have to kind of wrap things up. I, I Not to paint this with a paintbrush, but it's like, I, I graduated high school in a small town in New Hampshire in 1981, so I was right ahead of you. But it's it's nice to know. It's 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 comforting that some progress has been made. People are still going to hurt your feelings. People are still going to call you out. But there's other voices, hopefully that that young queer kids can hear and listen to. I didn't. No one knew I was queer because they they didn't know what to call me. You know what I mean? Like they knew I was queer, but they didn't know what that was even. I just, they listened to Aerosmith. You I were, just the, you were the weirdo. Yes, you were just yeah. class. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, listen, listen, it's gotten really rave reviews. Uh, everyone is, is really gushing over this. Is there plans for a movie? And should World of Wonder produce it? <laughs> I think World of Wonder should jump on it. Right now. <laughs> right, yeah. now I have to read it. Now I have to read it. Yeah, no, it's still, I mean, it's being, it's being, it's being bandied about, but no, there's nothing fixed in the world. I was hoping you were saying it's being banned, because that makes it hot, hot, hot. (laughs) I know, exactly. Would someone please ban my book? (laughs) Come on, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it provocative enough? You're on the ban my book tour. That's how you should, you should, you should frame this. Please ban Uh my book, Governor DeSantis. Um, well, well, we are, not... We're putting it out there in the universe that this is going to be a movie right. and that it is going to it's going and to be banned. Be, yes, and be banned. Right. You're nothing if you're not banned these days. But this is a fascinating conversation. I enjoyed every second of it. Thank you so much, uh, Tim Murphy, whose book is Speech Team. And uh, thank you, James. Thank you, Blake. And to everyone listening or watching, same time next week, we'll be here. Uh, until then, go out and do something that makes the world go Wow! wow. Tim, you want to hear a wow from you? Wow. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that, that novel speech team. Wow. <laughs> I have to recommend that to everyone. <laughs>